Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Your daily encouragement that God has the world in the hollow of his hand. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're going to fly, we fly like eagles. Good morning, good morning. It's hour two of Mornings with Carmen here on the Faith Radio Network. Um, Barry Black is the Senate chaplain. He serves in Washington, D.C. as the chaplain for the U.S. Senate. It is a post he has held for a number of years now. Um, I first met him, mm, yeah, this is a long time ago now. So he's been, he's been at this a while. Um, he, is, he is delightful. He's the real deal. And... I just want you to imagine having a congregation comprised first of a hundred people and those hundred people being the senators from each of the states in the U S and then by extension, your congregation includes those who serve the U S Senate. So staffers, you are, you are their pastor in many, many ways. And so um, Senate Chaplain Barry Black knows things about people and what's going on in, in the context of the U.S. Senate that you and I would never know. I mean, it's just the nature of serving in that kind of role. And so yesterday when he spoke at the National Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C., um, I think that um, people were really surprised by how candid he was about at least one thing that's happening out of our view. And so he, he gave us a window into what's happening, um, something that he believes would surprise us. So um, in his address, he was focusing on Jehoshaphat, the fourth king of Judah. Um, he was talking about the challenges that Jehoshaphat was facing from neighboring nations that were rising up against him, um, and that in spite of having a very strong army, um, he was urging his people the people um, to enter in to a time of prayer and fasting. And the advisors around him, or the advisors around Jehoshaphat scorned that idea, reminding him that, hey, you've got a million 165,000 soldiers. Like you've got an army. We don't need to fast. We've got an army. Um, and he said, no army. <laughs> No army, no matter how strong, can stand against God. And so he was encouraging the people of his day to use the weapon of fasting, which is exactly what Chaplain Black suggested yesterday at the National Prayer Breakfast. He said, I wonder what would happen if we used, as many of us on Capitol Hill have been doing, but if as we as a nation begin using the weapon of fasting. He noted um, Jesus' instruction to his disciples um, that certain demons cannot be exercised except through prayer and fasting. Now, again, remember the context here. This is a national prayer breakfast. This is taking place uh, inside the U.S. Capitol. Um, This is the Senate chaplain. He's talking about demons. He's talking about fasting. He's talking about 
um, standing up an army in the United States of America of believers who would enter in to a time of prayer and fasting as a weapon, as a weapon. And then he talked about um, the privilege that he has in his weekly prayer breakfast, where representatives and senators talk about their faith pilgrimages. First of all, did you know he was doing that? He, uh, he talked about teaching a Bible study for a number of years that's regularly attended by members of the U.S. Senate and House of Representatives. He talked about one senator who has only missed one session of that study in 19 years. I guess I lift this up today because I think there are times when we imagine that there's no faith on the Hill, that there aren't people of faith in Washington, D.C., And when the chaplain of the Senate talked yesterday about the people on Capitol Hill who are actively engaged right now, right now, and have been so, have been doing so since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, that's the marker he set down. He said since the the Russian invasion of Ukraine, members of the U.S. Senate, members of the U.S. House, Chaplain Black, custodians, people who wash dishes. One guy who his whole job is to just shine the floors. They have been fasting. Now, obviously, they haven't been fasting from all food the whole time, but they have been engaged in an extended season of prayer and fasting. And the chaplain of the U.S. Senate asked yesterday, if others might join them. Might we be compelled to use the weapon of fasting that God provides to deal with the demons that face us as a country today and to stand up the kind of army that God wants in a world at war? In totally different news, Because sometimes, you know, you got to just read the totally different news. Here's a fad that I was completely unaware of and is also utterly ridiculous, but I think you need to know about it. Um, This is about people, super fans, getting tattoos. They are known as a, it's, it's a Spotify code, and they are getting these Spotify code tattoos on their bodies so that when they're, you know, with other people, those other people can just scan the Spotify code off their body and be connected to their favorite um, artist. Yeah, that, um, that's crazy. Um, but it is happening. Um, and I don't know what happens when the code changes, you know, or when, uh, you know, when, when, it, when it won't read right on a phone. I don't know how all of that works, but... Spotify tattoos that actually play songs when they're scanned might be something that's worthy of of your attention and conversation um, today. Our friend Adam Holtz from Focus on the Family's Plugged In is going to talk with us about a range of headlines related to the media. But we're going to start with this. Can you imagine playing Jesus, portraying Jesus? Would you imagine how you would get into that role how you would remain in that role, how you would um, deal with people out in the public believing that you are that person. And so we're going to just talk about the pressure of portraying Jesus and the challenge that it presents um, 
And, you know, then I might make a comment about the fact that, yes, we are all representing Jesus in the culture today. And so we should all be feeling a little of this pressure. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. All right, joining us now, our brother Adam Holtz from Focus on the Families Plugged In. Good morning, sir. Hello, hello, hello. Is he there? Is he there? Is his mute button on? Yeah, his mute button's on. Adam. Adam. Up and Adam, Adam. Come on, Adam. Adam Raccoon. Are you familiar with Adam Adam Raccoon? Sorry. That's all right. Good morning. You know, this is when this is when people are are really sure this is live radio. That's that's it so is thanks. Live radio. It, it felt like a COVID <laughs> flashback. You're on mute. You're on mute. Uh, hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm well. I'm well. How are you this morning? I'm good. I was in Michigan speaking this week, so it's been a fast and full week. But I am What's good? back back at home and uh, talking to you. I love that. All right. Um, the pressure of portraying Jesus. I think this yeah. conversation circles around um, from time to time. I remember this conversation back in the in the Jim uh, Caviezel days um, when he was portraying Jesus. So obviously, the chosen brings this to the fore um, in the days in which we live. Can you just, just share with us um, some reflections on the pressures that actors feel when portraying Jesus? Well, this is obviously revolving around actor Jonathan Rumi, who is currently portraying Jesus in The Chosen. And um, season four launches this week, and this is just by way of public service announcement. Uh, If you are a fan of The Chosen, you may not know that they're doing it a little bit different this year. They're releasing the entire season four in theaters, so episodes one through three are available tonight in theaters for the next two weeks. And then they'll do the same with four through six and then seven and eight. So anyway, that's why we're talking about the chosen right now, but concurrently there is a new series on Amazon prime called Jonathan and Jesus, which really explores uh, Jonathan Rumi's portrayal of Christ. And it talks about, um, well, it shows us him talking to other famous people who have been impacted by Christ. And what I appreciate about Jonathan is his thoughtfulness. I, I, this is going to sound like a humble brag. I have had the opportunity to uh, interview him several times. um, And, and he's just this remarkably quiet, intense, thoughtful person, which, you know, no surprise, those characteristics probably all help him portray Jesus. But Uh, He said recently in an article in the Christian Post, I think if I had experienced success much earlier in my career, I wouldn't have appreciated it in this way. And I certainly wouldn't have developed the faith that I have now. Maybe I would have gotten there in another route. But I think for me, this whole process of getting to the point where I didn't have food for tomorrow, I think that was all a part of God's design to make me realize that I needed to depend on him. And I was used to depending on myself. And not really activating my faith in a way I think he knew that once was activated could go and change people's hearts and change the world one person at a time by playing a character based on the Son of God. So uh, there's just a there's an intentionality about him that that I appreciate. I believe he's Catholic and and really a person of pretty deep faith. 
so it's interesting to hear him reflect on portraying Jesus. Yeah, so good. Um, the Chosen, season four, um, all kinds of wonderful opportunities, I think, to engage others in the conversation if you need a need a media resource. Like, it's a really good one. So, um, yep. Greta Gerwig. First of all, who is yes. Greta Gerwig, and why are we talking about Greta Gerwig today? Uh, Greta Gerwig is a director. She is probably most recently most famous <coughs> for being the director of Barbie. And there was actually quite quite a hubbub that she didn't get a Best Director nomination, you know, ironically, uh, for a woman about how, or a movie about how women get shut out of, of things. Anyway, we could talk about Barbie for an hour, but that's not why we're talking about her today. She is actually going to be directing Netflix's new Chronicles of Narnia films. Um and I confess that anytime a prominent person in the secular mainstream um, gets tasked with doing something precious to those of us of the faith, I suck my breath in and hold it for a minute. So I was actually a little bit heartened to see her see to see her say in an interview with churchleaders.com, I'm slightly in a place of terror because I really do have such a reverence for Narnia. As a non-British person, I feel a particular sense of wanting to do it correctly. It's like when Americans do Shakespeare, there's a slight feeling of reverence, and as if maybe we should treat it with extra care. It's not our countrymen. And I didn't know this, but uh, this article talks about how she grew up in the faith. Netflix film chairman Scott Stuber said that she has a Christian background. Greta grew up with a Christian background. The C.S. Lewis books are very much based on Christianity, so we just started talking about it. So I am thankful that this isn't Netflix just saying, oh, this is just a big fantasy series that lots of people like, that there seems to be a baseline awareness that it is coming from a Christian point of view. Uh, So maybe I can exhale a little bit, uh, but we will still have to wait and see how that goes. So it is in production. I am quickly scanning the article for a release date. I'm not sure when they're coming out, uh, but they are on the way. Um, How old is too old um, to be a dad? Robert De Niro is a new dad at the age of 80. We're going to talk about <laughs> his his response to his baby girl. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey! Faith Radio is celebrating 75 years of bringing faith to life. That's right. We are 75 this year. So to celebrate, we are giving away 75 Faith Radio birthday boxes packed with all kinds of fun things to help you grow in your walk of faith and, yes, celebrate with us. So we're going to be celebrating the birth and growth and future of Faith Radio all year long. And you are an integral part of the Faith Radio family. And so we want to send you a gift. How fun is that? This is our birthday song. It isn't very long. So to enter to win a Faith Radio birthday box today, come to MyFaithRadio.com. Abram was 100. Sarah was 90 when Isaac was born. Enosh was 90 when Kenan was born. Shem was 100 when he fathered um, Arpachshad two years after the flood. Um, yeah, age and um, 
Seth was uh, was 105 when he became the father of Enosh. So those generations are really far apart. Um, why are we talking about all this? Because Robert De Niro is 80 and um, and he has a new baby girl. Adam Holtz is here from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. Uh, yeah, what gives? Well, I'm just sitting here chuckling, thinking about putting Robert De Niro in the list with all the biblical characters you just named. <laughs> Did you not like that? Um, no, well, it's not that I didn't like it. I just, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say uh, I put him in a slightly different category than them, even though he's <laughs> almost as old as some of those biblical characters. Yeah, so Robert De Niro recently um, was uh, doing a video interview. It's on AP if you want to go look for it. And and he got really choked up just talking about his baby daughter um, and the fact that when he looks at her, he talked about how all of his anxiety and concern just kind of drains away. And what I love about this, and you know, you and I critique Hollywood and entertainment and mainstream culture up and down and left and right, although mostly left. Um, and it's easy to get really cynical. And mm-hmm. I, what I like about this story is he just talks about the this core innocent goodness of looking at this little baby girl and he talks about her face full of wonder and how she looks around and, and he got choked up and it, it, it was very sweet. And so I love to see Robert De Niro not acting, I don't think, but having this genuine emotional reaction that stems from the value and the wonder and the goodness of this new little life that, um, that obviously he had a role in, in creating. I think it's an opportunity for, you know, for for us to talk about um, the gift of life, the yeah. precious nature of little children, um, and you know, he is a reasonable person to have a conversation with about all the things he's not going to be here to see. And so, right, um, uh, I do think that there are opportunities to leverage this moment. Um, this very public, very real, authentic moment um, that Robert De Niro has at 80 with maybe some older adults in our lives. Um, It may be their children or their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren or just little children in general, but that opportunity to to just recognize um, the passage of time and and the gifts of life in the midst of it. So I just, this worthy of bringing up. Let's do some reviews. Um, We've already touched on The Chosen, season four in theaters. Um, But what else do you want to talk about? Well, let's talk about Argyle, which is an action-adventure comedy spy movie spoof. And it stars Bryce (laughs) Dallas Howard as Ellie Conway. Um, And if you've seen the trailer you may have a sense of what this is about. She is, uh, she's an author and her main hero is a super spy named Argyle. And he's played by Henry Cavill uh, of Superman fame and mission impossible fame and other fame as well. Um, And she can't finish the book and she's thinking about a cliffhanger and her mom says, no, you can't do a cliffhanger. That wouldn't be fair to your readers. And we realize that everything that she has been writing about has been coming to fruition. So there's this sort of link between her writing and reality. And soon 
the forces of evil kidnap her because you know they want to shape the outcome of the story that she has been writing. Uh, this movie is just kind of a lark. It's ridiculous. It doesn't take itself seriously in the best sense of the word. And I think that, again, even just watching the trailer, you can get a sense of that. And um, I, I'm reasonably happy to say that it's exactly what you think it's going to be. And, mm. you know, there's a little bit of, of innuendo. There's obviously going to be violence. Um, there's some profanity. But there's nothing like crazily over the top here. Uh, mm -hmm. And I confess that um, of everything coming out this year, this is the movie that watching the trailer, I thought, oh, I kind of want to see that. Uh, and, you know, satire and spoof is hard to pull off. But but I think for, uh, you know, an older teen and adult audience, it's PG-13 for that content. Uh, this was kind of a, a fun movie. All right, and then let's talk a little bit about what's out there on streaming. I'm getting lots of uh, lots of ads for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but it's not the Mr. and Mrs. Smith that I remember. So um, can you just quickly review that one? Yeah, this is another spy movie, essentially. Um, and it is uh, a, a remake of the one that starred Brad Pitt uh, and Angelina Jolie as this couple you know, kind of pretending to be a couple and then they fall in love with each other and and they go out and uh, have to do spy-ish things. Um, so this one is actually a TV show, not a movie. Uh, and uh, it is in the TVMA territory, which means it's basically R-rated. Uh, we get a lot of violence, a lot of blood, um, and there's quite a bit of... of sexual content although you know nothing too over the top so far but with that tvma rating i think that we can assume that that some of that might show up uh and so you know with tv tv is tricky because we try to review the buzzworthy things when they first pop out uh and then sometimes if it's big enough we'll hit every episode like we're doing with the chosen but a lot of times we won't hit a big show until it comes back the next season. So um, just keep that in mind when you read our TV reviews. These are an attempt to approximate what we've seen so far and extrapolate from there where we might be going in terms of content. Um, Adam, are you um, are you familiar with the Has Been Hotel yet? I am not yet familiar right. with Has Been Hotel. Oh, can I read? Can I read you in? Yeah, I'm going to read Adam and everybody else in on the Has Been Hotel because it's a adult animated cartoon series that launched last week on Amazon Prime, and um and it's being promoted now. Um, like I, yeah, <clears throat> like everybody should see, as if everybody should see it. And so I want you to know, um, what it's about. It depicts Satan, the ruler of hell, as a visionary who is actually trying to create a new order in heaven, but he's being rebuffed by these heartless angels who are um, protecting God. And so he's or he's joined in his endeavors by this consort whose name is Lilith. Now Lilith um, in this narrative was the, was formerly partnered with Adam. Yes. Of Adam and Eve. And so the way that they are, um, the way they're talking about this series is, you know, here's heaven and hell like you've never seen it before. So um, if you've actually read the biblical account, um, 
and I would encourage you to do that. I would encourage you to actually read the Bible and get uh, gain a righteous perspective here on who these characters are and what the real narrative is. But I wanted to alert people to this um, because it's out there and Amazon is really, really seeking to drive it forward um, in, in its advertising. And so Adam did not have some first wife, some mythical figure, Lilith, before Eve. That's just not true. And so um, when what this is interesting to me, it is interesting to me that this provides the opportunity for us to talk about Adam and Eve and to talk about what the real creation um, narrative actually includes. And so take that opportunity, take the opportunity to use this as a point of leverage to get people into a conversation about um, about creation, God's good creation, Adam and Eve, um, the creation mandate. I mean, on and on and on. Um, but well, don't 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 buy into the nonsense of the has been hotel. And let me add that uh, we do have a review of it that we posted in my of course you do my my absence. So uh, our team, you know, I I get the privilege of kind of being the front and center spokesman for plugged in, but we have a team of five and we review typically six to eight TV shows a week. Um, and we posted this review late last week. So definitely check out our full review. Um, and uh, I appreciate Carmen, you bringing it to my attention. Uh, and I want to commend our, our review to your listeners as well. There you go. Um, if you want the direct link to the Has Been Hotel or other reviews at PluggedIn.com, I'm happy to send it to you. Or you can just go to PluggedIn.com and find it all for yourself. Adam, as always, thank you so much, brother. You bet. Thanks, Carmen. It's fantastic. Um, all right. What are, you, what are you watching? What are your eyeballs tuned into? Um, I'd love to hear those comments from you as well. The text line is open, 877-933-2484. Um, and yes, for those of you on the text line saying, feel like some of these could be used in redemptive conversations. Yes, I believe that to be the case as well. And so let us be the people of the truth. Let us not be running away from what's happening in the culture or the cultural conversations of the day, but let's be really preparing ourselves. Let's be in the word of God. Let's be soaking and saturating ourselves in the word of God that we can be genuinely prepared to enter into the conversations of the day, you know, about what's happening on the big screen or the small screen or in the hearts and minds of our neighbors. Um, let's be, let's prepare ourselves um, adequately for the challenges of this day. And thankful for ministries like Fo- Focus on the Family and PluggedIn.com where, you know, we just get a lot of help, right? So I don't know about you, but I need a lot of help and they, they provide really good help. Um, our friend Kim Dolan Leto is going to join us next. We're going to continue in our conversations with Kim about being fit God's way. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. You know, what's going on in your body temple today? We're not worshiping our bodies, but we are using our bodies as, um, as vessels through which God is presenting himself and the gospel to the world in which we live. So, you know, I need I, my vessel needs to be clean and it needs to be strong and it needs to be healthy. Um, and so we're going to talk about some success stories of some real women um, finding themselves in Christ and how that affected their health. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen.
Psalm 105, verses 1 and 2. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to the Lord. Tell of all his wondrous works. Kim Dolan Leto is joining us now um, from Fit God's Way. Uh, well, that's her That's her book. Um, we're going to talk about some success stories. We're going to give glory to God. We're going to fan the flame. Sometimes hearing real life stories from you know, what's going on with other people can help us find inspiration and hope and motivation. So, Kim, welcome. Welcome back to Mornings with Carmen. Good morning, Carmen. I'm so excited to be here. And as you were reading that scripture, I just, my heart smiled because there's nothing like knowing that someone else made it through exactly what you're going through to fuel your hope. That's so great. I know. And so I think that um, we're just going to let you tell the stories today. Could you could you tell us about Wendy? Oh, my goodness. So when Wendy, okay, so I, you know, these women email me all the time. I've been reading Fit God's Way or Your Strong, Confident, His Devotional, and this happened. And so I thought, oh, my goodness, I need to share this because some of these stories were amazing. And Wendy Vance just in particular blew me away because she was not even able to sleep in her bed. She was having to sleep in a recliner because she said, Kim, my weight was crushing me. She felt hopeless. I mean, she had cirrhosis of the liver, she has shunt in her liver, park. She has, you know, gastritis, colitis, diabetes, like so many major issues. And so she just cried out to God and was like, I need an answer, a Christian answer to losing weight. So she found my book and she started watching the videos and she just applied simple principles. Carmen, I think this is I just, I pray to God that someone can get this. She read her Bible every day. She prayed multiple times a day. She asked God to help her move her body. She asked him to invite her to a grocery shop, show me what to eat, you know, and and obviously my books teach you that, but she put God in her meal prepping and cooking her meals. And within six months, she lost 50 pounds. She lost Mm. 50 pounds. I mean, some people right now that would get them off diabetes medication. And this, bless this woman's heart, she's a nursery worker at church, a youth group leader, and she just wanted to be healthy to serve God. She wanted to wake up with joy every day. So she she just was thanking me, but we, you know, she doesn't have to take her insulin shots anymore. She said just at bedtime, she can sleep in her bed now. She even did a 5K walk. She said she was terrified the whole time, but she did it. And she knew that she could only do it because of God. So I just, I mean, I feel like I'm just the messenger, like friends, we need Jesus in our fitness. We need to turn to him and away from the world and thinking that dieting has our answer. And look at what happened with Wendy. I mean, her whole life changed everything Mm. about her. Isn't that amazing? Like, that's why I chose that scripture to tell the the world what God has done, because it gives another person hope, right? Mm, Absolutely. I love that. Well, Wendy... Um, congratulations and, uh, you go girl. Like that is awesome. That's awesome. We're talking with Kim mm-hmm. Dolan Leto. We're talking about stories of success. Um, if you have a success story, we'd love to hear it. You can, you can text in eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. Um, Virginia sent you a message saying, I wanted to thank you for being such an inspiration to me. Could you, could you share Virginia's story? Oh, absolutely. Virginia was a child who was bullied. 
So, you know, that little girl, we need to heal that child inside of us. So often the issues that, you know, that thinking, they say like the the mind is the battlefield, right? We can still be thinking things that happen to us as children. Like the our minds have these default settings. And until we realize, wait a minute, that's something I've been believing all my life because I was bullied as a kid or someone told me that or like those things can run very, very deep. So Virginia, bless her heart, had struggled with her weight and was bullied in school. And she was, it, it really affected her, her self-esteem. She was very sad and, and she grew up Catholic and she loved the Lord, but she was taught that fitness was considered vain. So she was like, I can't work. Do you understand, Carmen, how terrible that is that on one side, the world's telling you you're, you're fat and not enough and bullying you. And then on the other side of it, you're hearing from whatever religious, you you know, you, whatever religion you're in that you can't do that. It's vain. Mm. And so she saw me in 2014 when I was on the 700 club and she said, oh my gosh, I learned that God cared about everything that he cared mm. about these feelings and that he could heal that little girl who was bullied inside of me. So she's developed a passion for running and she loves working out. And now she knows she can pursue taking care of herself and fitness without condemnation and for God's glory. So how amazing is that? Like, I, I believe Jesus wants us to stand on the finished work of the cross and be free like really dig our heels into that freedom that he bought for us instead of having man-made rules. We, we need to just go back to having that relationship with Jesus. Mm, so good. Um, Kim, you know, I think that there are, um, there are people who don't start for a million different reasons, but sometimes it's because, you know, well, we've started so many times before and we failed. And so, you know, why why try again might be one question. And then I also think there's the, you know, I'm I'm just too old to do this. I'm an old dog. I can't learn a new trick. Can you can you just speak mm-hmm. to some of those? And maybe maybe there's a story related that comes to mind, um, a success story related to either of those um, sort of points of resistance. Absolutely. Yes. Well, OK, for the first thing, you, I want to share two different things. I'm hearing two different things from you. I keep starting and stopping and nothing's working. Well, that's a worldly diet teaching that mm. like we've been trained in dieting, that like dieting is just something you do. So you you stop and start it. But right when you said that, I just pictured Paul saying like one thing I, f- you know, forget what mm. lies behind and press on to the upward call of God. We need to forget what lies behind. We need to go forward in Christ, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That just made me emotional. I think somebody Mm. needed to hear that because I have been that person who just felt like, wait, am I really going to try again? Sorry, that made me emotional because Carmen... I heard for these ladies so badly and gentlemen who are like, how many times can I try and fail? Well, I pray to God that you do it with God and you don't quit. Don't quit on yourself ever again. Okay. I'm going to bring myself back. Girl, that got me like teary eyed. 
Okay. So to answer this second well, thing. Well, for, well, first of all, d- don't apologize for that because that's a spiritual sensitivity. <laughs> I mean, when we, when we say, you know, there's somebody that, that's, that needs to hear that. Um, if you're listening right now and you're the person that needed to hear that, um, could you just text us? That's sometimes a real gift to, to sort of close that communication loop. Um, Kim and I have a sense that somebody needed to hear that, that, um, that you have started. You feel like you've started a million different times and, you know, you don't want to just try again. You want to absolutely um, forget what lies behind and strain forward to that which lies ahead, the upward calling in Christ Jesus. Um, He is holding you. He loves you. He intends to walk with you. He will provide everything that's necessary for the journey. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. Um, if that's you, if um, if you're the person who needed to hear that today, could you just text us? Just raise your hand and say, hey, hey, it's me. Um, the number's 877-933-2484. We're going to continue our conversation in just a moment with Kim Dolan Leto. You can find her and all the resources we're talking about today um, at KimDolanLeto.com. And again, if you want that direct link, I'm more than happy to send it to you. Um, It's a wonderful place not only to read, but to watch videos and get connected in community um, with others. So KimDolanLeto.com. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Receive a daily email featuring a scripture graphic. Sign up for the verse of the day email at MyFaithRadio.com. Okay, well, there's a whole crowd of us, uh, Karen and Kathy and Kim and Kathy and Bill and Carl and Brandy and some folks who didn't put their name but are raising their hand and saying, that's me for sure. In many areas of my life, um, I am learning about my identity in Christ, and this is one of them. Um, This friend says, praise the Lord, I needed to hear that. I'm a child of God. I am not going to look back. Um, Carol is is saying, hey, I'm raising my hand. Carl says, I needed to hear that. Um, a friend in the 651 area code says, that's me. Karen is uh, sending the hand-raised emoji. Um, two Kathys on the line. Um, a friend in the 218 saying, hey, that's me. Margaret saying, I joined, um, I joined the gym at 57 and I love it. It's never too late. Um, Mary raising up, uh, raising up a prayer on and on and on and on. David, um, thank you. Uh, joy in Connecticut, um, on and on and on and on. So yeah, uh, Kim, the Lord, um, the Lord moved you and the Lord is moving, um, among others. So thank you so much for your spiritual sensitivity to just acknowledge like, right. It's, um, it's for me. Andrew says it's for me. I'm it's Carmen. I'm saying it's for me. Yeah. Um, so thank you. I guess I'll just start with thank you. <laughs> well, honestly, I was that person. So I understand. I mean, I, I heard something recently that said, you're the perfect person to help the person you used to be get through what God brought you through. And mm. that per- telling it is what gives people hope. I was the person that gained and lost weight and stopped and started and went all in and all out. And I think that's why God immediately dropped, you know, Paul into the, my, my spirit of just thinking like forgetting what lies behind and straining forward because we have to just keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and stop thinking about, well, I've started this and it didn't work and it didn't work because God never created us to have 
such a twisted relationship with food in our bodies. He wants us to enjoy food without guilt and without gluttony. And the world taught us that. I feel like dieting has just caught us, taught us to be, you can't have that or you overeat. You're like undereat, overeat. It's just so unhealthy. So um, I wanted to share something that is really special to me. And then I want to talk about Tony. Um, Charles Stanley said something that I've written in a journal, and I, I hope it encourages someone today. He said, success is defined by a continuing desire to be the person God called you to be and to achieve those goals that God helps you to set. So I also love how Charles Stanley would always say, obey God and leave all the consequences to him. So I think if we just go where we need to go with Jesus today, that we're going to find the answers that we need. So, okay, let's go into Tony. Let's talk about this because Tony came to me, Carmen, and she is 74 and she thought it would be impossible for her to lose weight. She said she would lose a pound, gain a pound back. And I love how she said this. I was nickel and diming my way to good health. I thought that was a funny way to say it. I mean, there's nothing funny about it, but the way she put it made me smile because I get it. It's like, you're not, you feel like you're not moving, moving the needle, but she said she had Googled Christian weight loss and she found me and she ordered my books and she started doing everything that I teach. And she even signed up at the YMCA. I think that's so cute. Um, she, she said that at 74, she said, I can't believe I just wrote that down, like that she felt old saying it, that in just months, she went from being 164 to 138. So she wrote me this email that morning um, that she was 138 pounds and she could not believe it, that just doing this God's way helped her finally lose weight. And I know everyone thinks, well, what, what's the secret or what did she do? And she just practiced what I teach. She did it with Jesus. And I have a free guide if anyone's listening and they want to take this, the first steps. All you have to do is go to fitgodsway.com and, and it will help you learn exactly what I taught her. But um, I, I think that's, she thought she was too old and it was too late. But look, God did a new thing in her at 74. So I hope someone feels inspired and motivated by that because it's never too late with God. Amen. Um, amen and amen. Um, Kim, I'm wondering if maybe we just spend a couple of minutes praying for, um, for folks today. Um, would you be comfortable doing that? Absolutely. Are you, you're just really going for my juggler today, right? <laughs> you know, I actually, um, I have a prayer uh, that I that I wrote, and I would love to share it because I think Please. it is some something that goes so well with this, and it's all based in scripture. So I'm going to pray that now. Okay, everybody, pray that I don't cry my eyes out. Okay, all right, um, Father God, there's so many people that are listening, and Carmen and I, our hearts just we just want to help, we want to serve, we want to give people hope today. So. I just want to pray this prayer. Father, the struggle to find motivation to be consistent with our fitness goals can be such a battle. But in you, we are not quitters. We are overcomers. And that is according to your word in 1 John 5, 5. Your word says to forget what lies behind and strain forward to what is ahead. In you, we can press on toward the goal to win the prize for which we have been called in Christ Jesus from Philippians 3, 13 through 14. Fill us with your presence, Father. We want to forget our past failures and recognize that 
<clears throat> we have this treasure in jars of clay to show you that this all-surpassing power is from you and not from us. That is from your word, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Today, we are laying down every time we've quit. We're declaring that we are done with being poor stewards of our bodies. No matter what comes, we are pressing on and promising to rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulations, and be consistent in prayer from Romans 12, 12. When the trials come and the enemy tests us, we will hold on to your word that says, you will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because we trust you, Father, from Isaiah 26, 3. By the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, we will cross the finish lines, yes, of our goals <clears throat> and give you all the glory by saying, we fought the good fight and we finished the race. We have kept the faith from 2 Timothy 4, 7. Father God, whew, it brings us to our knees that you chose us and appointed us to go and bear fruit and that we should our fruit should remain that whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, you will give to us, according to John 15, 16. Father, we are asking and believing and trusting in you alone to empower us to press on and have victory over our fitness, our wholeness, and our calling in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. I made it! Mm. <laughs> That's so much scripture and so much word, but that prayer is from my book, Fit God's Way, because we need to pray the word of God back to him, because his, his word will not return to him void. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I hope that this morning, as you've been um, listening to Kim and you've been praying with her, I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that um, you are equipped for the day which now is set before you. Um, as you walk out into it, step by step, um, by faith and not by sight, we want you to hold fast to the truth and cling to the word of God and speak it back to him, right? That's what Kim just modeled in her prayer, how you pray the word of God back to him. Um, be encouraged today. You're not alone in this journey. You're not alone in this walk of faith. Um, you're not alone in the challenges that you face today. And I want you to face them without fear. I want you to face them um, in the spirit of strength that God has um possessed you with. You are a person possessed of the spirit of the living God. And so I want to encourage you in that today. The, yes. the day is going to be okay. full of, um, of challenges and opportunities and choices. And so we set it all before the Lord. Kim, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the final word. I just want people to have hopeful expectation and remember that the joy of the Lord is their strength. And that's why the enemy's after it, because if he can take their joy, then he can have their strength. So don't give it to him. Just find that joy in Jesus and do like the manna that the Israelites got. Just do one day at a time with God, one day at a time, and you mm. will get there. Amen. Amen. That's that's beautiful. That's Kim Dolan Leto. Her book is Fit God's Way. You can go to fitgodsway.com. You can also connect with her at Kim Dolan Leto. Dot com. Uh, yes, Leslie, uh, Kim's prayer is available in in the Fit God's Way book. Um, and so we will, um, yeah, I might talk her into figuring out how we can just uh, get the prayer accessible to you as well. Um, I'll email thank it you. to you today, Carmen. All right, I love that. Then, I'll, uh, then I will have it to, to, to send out. That's fantastic. Um, friend, um, go with the Lord today. We love you. You are precious to us. Go in his grace, walk in his spirit, be a shiny light out there in the world that God so loves. Um, and 
check on somebody else today. It's Groundhog Day. Um, and, you know, the groundhog really pops up looking for another groundhog. So pop out there today and see who's looking around to be checked in on and checked up with. Have a great day and God bless. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LaBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.